1: Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
2: Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas. I'm Kristen Diaz.
0: I'm David Rankin, the Richardson School District. Welcome back, students, for the first day of the new school year. It's also the first day in a new school for a brand-new superintendent for the district, her name is Tab- Tabitha Branham. She joined us on today's Ask the Expert. Madam Superintendents. welcome. Thanks for joining us.
3: Thank you so much for having me on this most special day where we welcomed over 37,000 pre-K through 12th grade students to Richardson ISD. Is the first
0: day of school as exciting for a new superintendent in a brand new school district as it is for a teacher that's starting or even a child that's starting?
3: I would say no matter what role I've ever had, whether it's a student, a teacher, a principal, or now as the superintendent in this amazing district, the night before, it's the same. The nerves, the butterflies, the excitement, you can't sleep, you wake up two hours before the alarm goes off because you're so excited for the first day. Um, but this morning to have the opportunity to open up the car doors and to high five and fist pump and to hug our students as they walked in the door was just everything and it makes all of the hard work of the summer. um just it reminds you of the why and it makes it all worth it when you get to welcome those students through that 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 school door. Let's talk
2: about some of the, the hard work that had to make this day happen. I mean, you guys have had a really tough uh, past couple of years with the pandemic. Um, hopefully everyone now is kind of settling a bit in, in, in back into their shoes. And um, what were some of the biggest challenges over the summer that you had to face getting ready for this fall?
3: Absolutely. I think probably I represent what many of my fellow superintendents across the state would say. We A, a few just highlights would be safety and security. Um, we know first and foremost, our families, our staff need to know that they're in a school environment that is safe, where they can focus on learning. Um, we know that the teacher pipeline, recruiting teachers um, has been a real struggle and a real challenge, um, whether it's Bus drivers or child nutrition staff, or our amazing teachers, um, it's a challenge. And so, making sure that we focus on a strong culture and a strong morale so we don't lose even one teacher, one staff member is everything. And then, I would say, probably the third thing um, that we've really been focused on is addressing COVID, both from a safety protocol, making sure that our families still feel safe. Um, knowing that you know, while it, it is becoming part of our everyday, it's still a, a pandemic, and we still want to be cautious of that. But also the learning loss associated with COVID. So making sure our instructional plans are really tight, and that we are ready to meet the needs of all students that walk through our doors.
0: A lot of school districts around the state, around the country, had difficulty in retaining teachers as they either moved from one district to another or got out of the profession altogether. How did Richardson do as far as Um, keeping, retaining, and hiring new instructors?
3: Absolutely. I think Richardson ISD, overall we did okay. Um, I I think our retention rate was pretty similar to what we've had in the past, although we did see a higher than normal amount of teachers who retired and or left the profession altogether, um, which was something that we had not really seen before. Um, And we heard from a lot of those educators that it just became a lot between COVID and recovering from the pandemic and then as well as external community pressure, sometimes that felt like a lot. And this was an opportunity to maybe pursue something else. We are very fortunate that um, we did really well in the recruiting and hiring phase. We only have a few positions right now that we are still trying to fill, but we have found some amazing um, long term subs that will be starting with us as we continue to recruit for just those last few
1: individuals.
2: The Texas uh, Education Agency releasing their grading for different school districts, Um, was that uh, nerve-wracking, you know, just knowing everything that your students and your staff experienced over the past year, two years?
3: Absolutely, I think anytime that it's no different when you were a student and you were waiting for you know that grade up for a big test that you've worked really hard for and you've studied and you want to know that that hard work is paid off. I think our educators felt the same that same nervousness. Um, they have worked so hard for two years to make sure that they're addressing the needs of every single student and especially this spring they poured their hearts and souls into ensuring our students were growing um, we have a motto in risd every child every day and that is what our educators did and as a result we just had some amazing stories as a district we were a very high b um, and then we had some campuses where previously they had been improvement required and now they're at a b level and to be a part of that celebration and for those teachers to feel that like to to be fueled in that way that my hard work paid off and our students did it. It was just so exciting.
0: What kind of changes do you want to implement now that you've taken over for Dr. Jeannie Stone and that this is your district now?
3: Um, I, you know, I had the greatest advice from a mentor, a superintendent, longtime mentor, Jeff Turner. He was in Coppel ISD for a very long time and he always reminded me that as a superintendent, the the district that you serve—it's actually the community schools. Um, these are the schools of the parents and the the students that walk in every day, and they've elected seven board members who have hired you and entrusted you to carry out the community vision. And so, I think we have a shared vi- vision in Richardson ISD that all students will connect, learn, grow, and succeed. So, I don't think it's as much that I'm doing something completely different or that i am trying to transform we have a lot of great things that are happening in richardson isd and i am doing one thing and that is just supporting the work of our teachers um in my welcome back message hashtag RSD believes um i message to the teachers that all i want them to do is to teach i want them to love and i want them to support their kids each and every day and when they do that when they ensure high quality instructions happening every day, the test is going to take care of the food, take care of itself. And so that's really what I'm focused on is just making sure that there's an environment where every student is seen and where every teacher feels supported.
2: You also going back to one of your um, last statements. One of the biggest uh, concerns getting into the fall was security um, and making sure that everybody feels safe coming back to school as we had you know some tragic news here in the state with the Ubalde shooting um, at the end of spring semester last year. Um, how did that change your perspective? And uh, it's kind of a double question here. With the no cell phone policy that is now being implemented at one of your school, this pilot program, um,
3: is that part of a safety measure? Thank you for that question. And I think safety is first and foremost on all of our minds right now as we launch this school year. Um, I don't know necessarily that you've changed our perspective. I think it heightened our urgency um, as a school district. We have been on a journey for over 10 years to ensure that our buildings um, are as safe as they can be that we mitigate risk. Um, we, we know that there are times when a crisis can occur. And so our job is to mitigate risk. And then to ensure the proper safety protocols are in place to respond if we are presented with that crisis. And so I think we all have a heightened sense of urgency as we as we open up this school year. Our double buzzing system, our um, crisis protocols, all of those things we have practiced. We are ready for that, and we feel confident. Um, our cell phones, really, our cell phone policy, and really looking at that was kind of a response really more to the pandemic, maybe even more than it was to a safety concern. Um, It was our students have been so engrossed with technology, whether it's learning virtual for so long um, or feeling that need, you know, the research says that we tend to look at our phones once every four minutes. Um, And we want our students when they're in that classroom to be present, we want them to be engaged. Um, And so really helping them develop a discipline that you can learn and be focused on learning and your cell phone will be there when you're done. Um, and really kind of recreating an environment where the cell phone is, is, is um, a supplement, it is not the tool. Um, and so I think that was a big part of our work.
0: The one thing about cell phones, especially among teenagers, is the fact that they seem to not know how to interact with each other in person. And is that something you're trying to move them back towards?
3: Yes. Yes, and I will tell you that we we probably underestimated a little bit when you know about half of our students um, in the nineteen twenty school year remained virtual the entire school year, and so when we came back in twenty one twenty two and everyone was in person, I think we underestimated how difficult it was for our students to transition. Both our students that were in virtual the whole time, as well as our students that were in person, and they were in a school with half the amount of kids, and all of a sudden everyone came back. And learning again how to interact with one another and how to engage and maybe if there is conflict between us, not allowing the chatter on the phone to escalate, but instead let me have a conversation with you. At lunch, instead of snap you know, chatting to you, um, I'm, I'm going to actually look you in the eyes and I'm going to have a conversation. Um, again, we recognize that you know our cell phones um, and especially for our teenagers are a part of their identity and we don't want to remove that. But we do also want to remind them of the power of what it means to have interpersonal skills and to connect with people on a deeper level than what the phone can always allow.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, connection is is huge when you spend so much time as a child at school. Um, there was uh, a latest study by um, the Annie E. Casey Foundation that found that 500,000 Texas kids were diagnosed with anxiety or depression. In 2020, and they say that increased about 23 percent from just a few years earlier. How equipped are are your 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 teachers, your staff, with addressing the concerns of anxiety and depression, and and those social quirks, right? That we're trying to work through already as you know, kids uh, or preteens, you know, and teenagers, but um, you know, more so even with with mental health,
3: mental health um, and awareness, I think is. An absolute pivotal part of really even our safety and security plan, making sure that students, when they walk through those doors, know that they're in a safe environment where they're going to be seen. um, Where if they are feeling depressed, anxious, that they know that there is someone that they can go to, Um, I have a goal as a superintendent that every student has at least one trusted adult that they can say I have a connection with Um, because, first and foremost, if I'm feeling. Um, some kind of way that I know is not healthy, I need to know that I can trust someone and I can go to someone with that. On top of that, this summer, we have provided a lot of professional learning for our educators in our classrooms around trauma-informed instruction. How do I know and recognize when someone maybe is behaving differently or in a way that lets me know I need to respond? Um, Our counselors, we hired crisis counselors for all of our secondary uh, campuses. So again, when a student has experienced a trauma at home or maybe in school, and uh, many of our students, that's unfortunately a part of their reality. We as a system, we are equipped with the tools to help them navigate through that um, as, as they're processing that trauma.
0: You talk about how important it is for children and their mental health. A lot of teachers themselves say they left the profession. The stress is too much. There is just too much um governmental interference in the way they want to be able to teach their kids what can what can you do for teachers themselves to make sure they can do what you want them to do and that's teach the kids
3: that is real um that feeling and that perception that our teachers have is is very real and i I, going back to cell phones i will tell you that's probably um one of the really big reasons why we even engage in this conversation around cell phones um, teachers told us over and over again that they feel like they're battling a, a, a war that they can't win um, that the cell phone and and whether it's Snapchat or whatever the kids are engaged in is always going to be pulling to them and and it's you know and and, and getting that attention is just a battle and so just even taking away that distraction um, is meaningful for our teachers making sure our teachers have all of the basic supplies. Um, they don't have to worry about copy paper, that if their kids need tissue wipes, if they need flare pit, whatever it is that they need to be successful, that we are equipping them with what they need to be successful. And I think what you said is most important, they just want to teach. And so as a system, we worked really hard this summer to remove those barriers that sometimes like we keep adding onto the plate. And, and for, you know, a moment, the teacher feels like all I'm doing is addressing the things on the plate and I'm not addressing what it is. I'm here to do, which is to teach kids. And so we've really tried to simplify the work. We tried to simplify the curriculum where all teachers have to do is just focusing on teaching. Are we there yet? No. Um, but we are committed to listening to our teachers and finding ways each and every day that we can get better so that they can get better.
2: You have believe on your shirt. I do. And what was the message there to the school uh, for the start of this year with your hashtag believe? What was what was the message that you wanted them to take away and ultimately fulfill their homes with, right? Because whatever they yes. take it from school, they take it home.
3: Yes, ma'am. So um, I'm a big Ted Lasso fan. I love Ted Lasso. Love him. Um, watched every episode multiple times. And I think there are just so many lessons that you can learn from him, whether it's You know, be curious, not judgmental, or what does it mean to be a goldfish? But most importantly, I think it is about believing. Um, And I think for the past couple of years, I think there have been um, a lot of stakeholders that have maybe lost their belief. And so, my message to everyone is we need to believe in one another. I believe in them. I believe in our kids. I believe in our teachers. I believe in our community. I believe that we are capable of things that we don't even think possible on this first day of school, August 16th. And um, when you do believe that that collective belief builds momentum, um, that fuels you even on the hard days. And that was my big message for the year.
0: Tabitha Branham is the brand new superintendent at the Richardson ISD. Thank you so much for taking the time.
3: Absolutely. Thank you both. And um, thank you for loving our schools and loving public education.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.